You're listening to Testimonies of Truth. On this episode, we interview Eric Goss, the CEO of Minnow, an organization that provides Christian shows, books, and resources to children and parents around the world. We talk with Eric about his role as CEO, how Minnow helps spread the Christian gospel, and how it encourages conversations between kids and parents about the Christian faith. Our interview with Eric started by asking what initially inspired the creation of the organization, and Eric talked about how he felt God calling him to use his skills in digital media to build a company that had kingdom values. Yeah, so I'm CEO and co-founder of Minnow. Um, the company has uh, been around for just about a year. Uh, and we just launched the service after being in testing for a number of months. We just launched that within the last work, uh, last week. And uh, my responsibility is overseeing the management of the company, sort of setting vision um, and building out the team and the service. And um, I'm a dad of three girls. So I've got three daughters and have been married for over 20 years and have spent the bulk of my career after starting in the Navy. I've spent the bulk of my career in e-commerce and digital marketing. So Eric, can you tell me what initially inspired the beginnings of Minari? Yeah, so I, um, so after leaving the Navy, I worked at Amazon for um, seven years in the early days, sort of um, after they'd just gone public. And um, and I spent a lot of time in digital media while I was there. I launched the first ebook store and also launched the, the first print-on-demand um, service for Amazon. And after being in Amazon for a number of years, really felt God calling me to use my talents and my gifts to really think about building a company or coming alongside and being part of a company that could have kingdom-infused value. So what would it mean to take the excellence that I experienced at Amazon and to be able to leverage that, um, but do it really from a point of view of what would it mean if Jesus is Lord and his kingdom came first in the company. And so um, was part of a couple of companies and then, in the process of starting a company, was approached by Phil Vischer, um, who is the creator of VeggieTales, who had the idea for a service uh, uh, for a um, uh, a uh, series called Buck Denver Asks What's in the Bible. And basically, it was a 13 DVD series that took families to the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. And you know, because of my background in commerce and Amazon, I thought, oh, we'll take this to market, and it should work pretty well because the content was fabulous. And when we did it, it actually didn't work. <laughs> no one was buying it because we we're uh, primarily dependent on Christian retail. And um, and because of my background in e-commerce, within three months, we had launched a site to sell direct to consumer. And we were actually outselling all of Christian retail, the entire Christian retail industry from our website. And in the process of doing that, what I recognized was um, Christian families are desperate for um, uh, content that reflects biblical values and the fact that God is um, uh, not only present and active, but um, you know they want to, to serve him and be in relationship with him each day and they want their kids to know that. The second is there are just not that many companies that have got broad distribution in the digital world where everything's being streaming that that program is going to find a way to market um, in a way that makes sense for Christian parents. And so as we were talking to Christian parents 
um, on the tail end of what we had done with Buck Denver Ask What's in the Bible, it's pretty clear that there was a need for a streaming platform, specifically with the idea of serving Christian families and kids. Um, for a couple of reasons. One is there's a lot of programming that's great for Christian families that just isn't available. Like Christian families are like, where do I find it? Uh, but then the second is there's really no platforms um, or very few platforms that actually care about um, developing new content for Christian kids. And we really wanted to create a platform that could make children first-class citizens, um, where every dollar that we had that we were putting towards content was really going to the purpose for going to the, the purpose of creating content for children from a Christian worldview. Um, so, Eric, what kind of uh, response and feedback have you received from people so far about, um, about Mino? It's been great. We've uh, we've seen. So we are in testing for a while, and in the process of testing and then launching, we now have you know tens of thousands of subscribers, uh, and then we have subscribers in over forty countries, which that was completely unexpected. I, I was not really expecting to see so much international demand. We have worldwide rights for most of our content, so we're able to service um, those families with the library that we have today. So, so far things have been great. I, I mean, I think the other thing that just on a more personal note, when we, um, when we see customer feedback, either in social media or customer service, parents are writing us and sharing their stories of how Menno really solves a problem for them because they feel compromised. They feel like they either have to allow their children to have access to media um, that compromises values or their worldview, or they have to pull their children out of media and technology altogether. And, and neither of those, you know, neither of those work for parents. And so, when they see Minnow, they really find that it's a compromise-free solution, and it gives them the ability to have a platform that's not just entertaining their kids and giving them the ability, to, you know, get something done like wash the dishes or fold laundry, um, but it actually is a platform that they can watch with their kids and facilitate conversations about faith and what does it mean. To be a Christian world. So, what can kids and families expect from it if they subscribe to the service? Yeah, so if they come on Minnow today, um, they'll find that we've got um, over 2,000 episodes. Um, they'll find all their favorite brands and, and children's media. So we've got the largest collection of VeggieTales in the world. And so a lot of those classic VeggieTales episodes that a lot of parents grew up on and want to share with their kids, those are just not accessible today um, on most of the major platforms. And so we've got those, and, and so parents can enjoy those. But we also have series like Superbook. We have What's in the Bible, um, or Buck Never Asked What's in the Bible. That's a show that I helped um, executive produce. Um, and we have shows like Friends and Heroes, Allegories, Ryan DeFratis. Um, so there's you know thousands of episodes that families can enjoy today. The other thing that they can find with Menno is as we talk with parents, we recognize that they're looking for a, a media alternative, but they're also looking for resources in how to help them parent um, and, and raise kids today because it's such a complex and challenging environment. And so um, we've launched Menno Life, which is a section of our website um, for the 
just providing um, you know white papers and blog posts, almost like cliff notes for parenting today from a Christian point of view, as well as launching a children's publishing division. And so one of the books that we're really proud of and excited about is um, the Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids, which is a new children's Bible that was written by VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer um, that was launched in September and has now become one of the best-selling children's Bibles at Amazon. Amazon. And so we're really excited to see um, how it's selling, but we're probably more excited about the customer reviews where, you know, it's got, you know, almost a five-star ranking on Amazon today. Eric, so I've had a bit of a look at your website and I noticed that um, one of the things it says is that the, the goal of Minnow is to help families connect with God through the amazing stories, books, and resources. Um, you may have touched on this or read in the things you've said, but can you tell us more about um, the kind of influence that you hope Mino will have on children and families around the world? Yeah, so actually the name Mino, um, that comes from uh, John fifteen four through 5, where Jesus says, if you abide in me and I abide in you, uh, you'll produce much fruit. And um, as an entrepreneur um, and as a Christian, um, I've been in situations where um, I'm kind of fighting for whether it's my agenda or God's agenda. And, um, and what I recognize in that verse is, the Lord really wants us to abide with him, not accomplish things for him. And, um, and that word abide in that verse is actually the Greek word is meno, um, M-E-N-O. And so meno has at its root the idea of what does it mean to abide and be in relationship with God each day and each moment. And so as we think about the shows that we have on, um, on meno, what we really want to have happen is to foster conversations between parents and their children about faith, and that's happening. And so one of the key issues that parents have today is a lot of them, there was actually a Barnard research study that was done on Christian parents um, asking them, you know, who's responsible for the spiritual development of your kids? And parents, you know, over 90% of parents said, well, I am. As, as mom or dad, but the same survey asks parents, how equipped do you feel to help with the spiritual development of your kids? And, you know, almost 90% of the parents said, I feel ill-equipped. And so what we're trying to do with Minnow is almost a confidence boost for parents. Um, with the shows, it creates the opportunity to have conversations with their kids. I talk about this a lot internally with our staff of being a catalyst for conversations between parents and their kids. Parents are desperate to connect with their kids, and, and we talk about what can we do at Minnow to um, create winning moments for mom and dad. Each of us is a parent. You know, I'm the dad of three girls. Um, I think each of us um, struggle at time to, 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 you know, with the idea of am I succeeding at serving God as a parent? Am I helping connect my kids to Christ? And, um, and as I look at that and as we talk about it internally, the idea is what can we do to create those winning moments where a mom and dad can reflect on their day and say, you know, in that moment, um, I think I actually did a good job being a dad. Or in that moment, I actually think I did my job as being a mom. Um, and it's so rare that we have those. 
um, we really think Nano can be a platform to help mom and dads do that. And we've seen that with some of the feedback we've gotten from parents have been situations where you know their children have approached them after watching a show on on Nano and saying, "Hey, mom, like I'm I'm a sinner. I need I, I need God's salvation in my life." Mm-hmm. Um, and so there they ask, "Hey, can I pray uh, to accept Jesus?" Um, and so, you know, it's exciting to see kids, uh, I think oftentimes we underestimate um, children's spirituality, and I think what we're trying to do with Minnow is to help parents discover that in the life of their children and be able to relate to their kids and talk about spiritual things. So, why do you think it's important for children to have access to Christian TV shows and movies um, in our world today? A, that's a great question because when we look at um, when we look at the options today, there are so many great stories. Especially if you look at sort of the launch of Disney Plus recently, and and the reason we think shows are important is when children watch shows and when they take um, and when they're and they're consuming media, their imaginations are really being stimulated into what the possibilities of life are. And so with Minnow, what we think is so important is that children have the opportunity to see stories where God's present um, and that God exists and that he's actually active in the life of characters. Um, So those children can actually have Christian imagination. I think if you look at some of the research, LifeWay in the United States published this in Barna as well, you know, two-thirds of, um, at least in the United States, two-thirds of um, American teens who grow up in the church actually end up leaving the church. And when you look at the media that they've consumed and what's been available to them, many of them are seeing story after story that where God doesn't exist. You know, at, at, at worst, he's a fairy tale, and at best, he's irrelevant. And that's just not the biblical narrative, and that's not what we know is true from our experiences walking with God. And so the key is, what can we do to provide stories that can help children have a Christian imagination when they start thinking about their hopes and dreams of what God could do for them and who they could be, um, that they're thinking about what does that mean to partner with God and what he's doing in the world today. Um, So Eric, what would you say to parents to help their children be careful and sensitive about the kind of content that they watch um, whether that's on TV or whether that's on Netflix or YouTube or um, another service. Well, I, I, um, in regards to how parents navigate those services, I think it's really challenging. Um, you know, Netflix has a kids area, and even if you look at that kid's area, the key question is who's making the decision in regards to what programming is appropriate for my kids. There is some executive and some algorithm that's out there making those decisions, and they may or may not share your point of view. And so, and and for most parents, you know, we're so busy, it's easy to sort of just you know, engage in what I call kind of shallow thinking in regards to the media choices. It's like, oh, that's okay. And, and I, think it's, I think it's important for parents to be intentional thinking about, okay, what type of programming, you know, do I want my children to have access to? And then what kind of, you know, what kind of media controls do we want to put in place? How much screen time do I want my children to have? 
I mean, I think for us, we launched Minnow with the idea that we want parents not to have to think about it, and most parents don't want to have to think about it. And so with a service like Minnow, there's a sense of, okay, when Minnow's on, I can relax because I know that the folks at Minnow are going through all the content, and I can trust that it's high quality. Mm. And again, you know, the, the challenge with something like YouTube Kids, which is algorithmically driven, is you really don't have an idea of what the algorithm is going to serve up. And so I, I do think it's important for parents to recognize there are people at these companies making decisions around content, and those people won't necessarily share the same you know, faith and values that you do. And so it's important to be attentive and intentional when you're thinking about what type of programming your children are watching today. So in light of that, how do you think Minnow contributes um, in the spreading of the Christian gospel and God's overall purposes in our world? Yeah, well, the the so the first is as you think about you know as you think about subscription services, we always talk about eliminating churn, and if you think about the fact that you know two thirds of of, of of teens are basically growing up in the church or leaving the church, uh, at least in the United States, if we can help them understand how God is relevant to them and how He loves them and cares about them, we're doing a, a huge service to the church. Um, and, and actually keeping the folks that actually grew up with us. And so I think that's a huge issue, and it's one that we have a tendency to underappreciate um, because, you know, our Christian testimony should be one of people finding a vitality of walking with the Lord and experiencing the Spirit each day. The second is, you know, having shows that communicate the truth of the Bible and the truth of the gospel gives children an opportunity to share those shows with other families. And so we've heard testimonies of families that have bumped up against some of the programming. Obviously, VeggieTales is one that um, a lot of folks like to share because it's so well known. Um, but that creates the opportunity for questions and dialogue. And so if, if Minnow can serve as a catalyst for people mm. having questions about Christ and who he is and why he walked, and, and, and why he, you know, uh, died and rose again, I think, you know, that creates a huge opportunity for the advancement of the gospel. But when we think about Minnow, I think first about what can we do to empower and enable the church? And so what can we do to help people really understand their faith and experience Jesus? Because I think even in the lives of so many Christians today, um, their testimony is not one of, of vitality of where they're experiencing God each day. Oftentimes it can be one of survival. And so what we really want to do is allow Minnow to build margin in people's lives um, so they can really experience the vitality of Christ. If people are experiencing Jesus and knowing him daily, the gospel is going to spread because that can be infectious and contagious. Mm. Um, so Eric, what, what are your hopes and ambitions for Minnow in years to come? And I guess, where do you hope that Minnow will uh, be uh, over the next few years? Yeah, it's interesting as an entrepreneur <laughs> thinking about, you know, where you want the company to go, because there's one sense where we've got to hit our goals for next week, and then there's another sense of, you know, broad term, broadly, where do you want the, the company to be, you know, five, ten years from now. When I've, when I've talked with our board, we really look at this as a 20, 30-year initiative. Um, you know, we're privately funded. We expect to be privately funded throughout the history of the company um, for the purpose of being able to protect the mission. Um, and when you think about what Menno could become, we really think about global, global uh, opportunities. So there are 1.8 billion 
Christians in, in the world, um, and we have subscribers in over 40 countries today, what we'd really like to do is see Menno spread where it can actually serve the church. And when I think about serving the church, I really think about four quadrants. What can we do to create content that can actually serve Christian families? What can we do to have content that serves church and children's ministries? What can we do to help Christian schools? And what can we do to help homeschool families? Um, and really, you know, having a four quadrant mindset towards content. And then the other component of this is what can we do to create a platform that can create a revenue model where we can invest um, as much money as possible in the creation of new content. Because one of the key challenges in the Christian children's market today is there's just not enough high quality content. And, you know, and I often hear this from a lot of parents where it's like, hey, when I'm on Netflix, there are all these shows. When I'm on Minnow, they're not as many, you know, what's going on. And the key issue is there's not really been a good financial model in place um, to allow the creation of a lot of children's content. Mm-hmm. And part of that's been a market structure issue. Part of that has been companies not prioritizing children's content. Um, and so there are a lot of reasons for that. But as I talk to children, um, creative professionals in, say, in the United States, say, in, in, in Hollywood and in New York, who are invested in making content for um, you know, networks like um, you know, Disney, uh, Nickelodeon for PBS Kids, um, they have a real desire to make content that could be used by the church and bless the church, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to make money doing it um, because there are no really great studios out there and people saying, hey, if you've got a great idea, if you've got the next Veggie Tales, come here, we'll fund it. That just doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You could have the greatest show idea on the planet um, for Christian kids and it go nowhere because there's no one who's willing to fund it and there's no one willing to distribute it. And that's really what we look at Menno as solving. I often describe us as we really want to be a partner for creatives to help them find their audience. And we really want to be a partner for parents to help them find the content that can change their kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Eric, if you don't mind me asking, do you think that um, Christian media almost needs to, I suppose in this day and age with, in light of Netflix and Disney Plus, do you see Christian content almost having to, you know, compete in order to survive? Or do you see it as, you know, thriving in the future as we, you know, head towards the the last days, I guess? Yeah, I think, I think um, as we think about sort of the faith-based marketplace, um, and, and I'm less involved in, say, the, the Christian um, film market, um, where there have been some, you know, real hits and real successes, I, I think, you know, one of the issues, um, well, when we think about faith-based market, when I think about the faith-based market and Christian entertainment, I think the key issue is there needs to be an industry set up for the purpose of being um, supplying content as well as creating demand. There has to be an economic model. Within the church, we really need to look at content sort of serving two purposes. There's this, you know, I always think about there's the for-profit model where the end user can actually pay for the content. And then we also think about it from a ministry standpoint. When, you know, Disney didn't get to be Disney overnight, you know, so that company's been up and running for decades. And over time, they've been willing to invest more and more in content, and they've become more and more sophisticated in how to make money with it. 
In the same way, the Christian market, I think, is going through the same maturation, where we're seeing filmmakers, say, like the Irwin brothers um, or the Kendrick brothers, um, be more and more successful, get more and more attention, and people recognizing there's a market there. The key issue is, especially in the children's market, there's really no opportunity for distribution, and there's no opportunity to actually find the great creatives who can create the next great movie or the next great um, television series for people to experience, and so it's going to be it's going to be a um, um, it'll it'll be a process of maturation where I think we'll have these tiny little successes, and then they'll kind of build. The key issue is who are the organizations and what are the institutions, and, and I think we have a tendency to dismiss and not appreciate this as the church is organizations and institutions are critical to sustaining lessons learned. And so you can have great individual contributors, you can have great teams, but unless there's an institution, an organization that can actually accumulate that knowledge and actually learn from it and redeploy it over time, again, companies like Disney, like Netflix are doing this, um, within the Christian market, that's what we need. We basically, we need institutional organizations that can develop a marketplace, provide the funding to help great stories be told, but then also have the distribution where money can be made so that money can be reinvested in storytellers. Um, and again, I think it's going to be challenging. All of this is really, really hard. I've seen more failures than successes, um, but I also believe there's a huge market out there that's desperate for that, those type of stories, those type of shows, and that's why we're doing what we're doing today. So, Eric, before we finish today, is there anything else that you would like to um, say? Um, yeah, I think you know, the, the biggest thing is check us out. So, you know, check us out at Go Minnow. So our website is gomenno.com. It's G-O-M-I-N-N-O.com. Um, if you want to, you can check us out in the App Store, so Apple App Store. Um, or Google Play or Amazon or Roku. Um, we're, most of our content's available globally. And so folks, we've got a number of subscribers in Australia. Um, and then we also have the Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids, which is probably one of the best children's Bibles on the market today. And Phil Vischer, who wrote that and created VeggieTales, has done a masterful job in helping people better understand um, the biblical narrative. Um, and then last, you know, if you're a parent and you're just looking for some advice or some resources, check us out at Menno Life um, on the Go Menno website. Um, you'll find tons of resources and articles that can help you in what does it mean to raise up the next generation of Christians. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I'd ask before we go, how many countries are you available in currently? Yeah, so we're available, we're available globally. One of the, the, the next iterations of, or kind of one of the next steps for us as, as a company is what does it mean to localize and make the service ideal for those territories. So, you know, we just launched in the U.S., and while we have subscribers in over 40 countries globally, um, you know, we're not set up to, we're not optimized for those currencies. But slowly, probably over the next 12 to, to 36 months, we will start rolling out in other territories to make Minnow available in the currency of, of subscriber's choice. Um, so Eric, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's been really fantastic to chat to you about Minnow and the services that you guys provide and how that connects, I guess, with the Christian gospel and with God's mission in, in our world um, as well. 
Hey, thanks for having me and thanks for everything that you guys do. I just appreciate everyone's effort in trying to get the gospel out and uh, telling God's story through the lives of other people. That brings us to an end of this episode of Testimonies of Truth. Thanks to Eric Goss, the CEO of Minnow, for joining us on the show today. And thanks to the co-producer of the podcast, Nathan, for helping to interview Eric for this episode. If you'd like to find out more about Testimonies of Truth, you can check us out on Facebook. And to listen to more episodes, our website is testimonieswebsite.podbean.com. That's testimonieswebsite.podbean.com.